Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie, and I am your host and your best friend. And today on this very special episode, I'm also the the president of the Olympic Committee. Yes, I had to Google who's in charge of the Olympics because I didn't know if it was like a mayor or a commissioner or like a monarchy. I just, I wasn't sure, but it is a president. And today is the very first official Bad Broad Olympics. So I will be awarding gold, silver, and bronze medals to various categories that we've talked about here on the podcast or on Instagram and some that you guys submitted that you wanted an official ranking of. But before we do that, we of course have to get into our love hates for the week. So let's let's dive in, shall we? My number one love of the week. I, I can't imagine this is not on every single person's love list this week. Simone Biles is, are we all just hopelessly in love with this woman? I know that I am. I am obsessed with her. Not only is she the greatest athlete of all time, but she just seems like the coolest, like smartest, funnest, nicest person. I want to be her best friend. If anybody has a connection to her, just let her know that I am here. I'm available to be besties. So as we all know, this last week, Simone withdrew from the the finals. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but we all know. And she cited a medical reason. There were no physical indus- industries <laughs> injuries. So it was for her mental health, which is just so admirable. She is using her, like she's on the biggest stage in the world. She's not also not like casually competing at the Olympics. Like she is carrying the Olympics on her back. And she used that moment to take care of herself and her mental health. I just think it deserves a round of applause. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I just, I think it's really cool. And I think it's awesome to, to talk about. Of course, I think mental health should be talked about more as somebody with subpar mental health at best. I can't even imagine what being at the Olympics would feel like. I mean, just to know that everybody in the entire world is watching you and critiquing you. And we all do it. I think there's like, there's so many memes and like TikToks about it, about 
how we all sit and watch the Olympics and just criticize them. And like, you know, gymnasts take one step and 80 million people around the earth are calling them a loser. Um, like I, I just think that, I think that it would be, it would be so scary and so stressful anyway. So I have loved watching the summer Olympics. I loved watching Simone. I just think, I just think she's wonderful and I'm glad, I'm glad she represents us. I mean, we don't deserve her by any means. We don't deserve her, but I'm happy that we have her. All right. Um, the second thing I loved this week. All right. This is an Instagram account that I've been tagged in a few times or people have sent me the posts. The Instagram handle is house in habit. Just all of those words spelled the regular way house in habit. And she goes into everything Brittany related. So anything about the legal proceedings or the conservatorship or her parents, sisters, exes, she just covers it all. And it has been so informative. I'm still like catching up on everything that she's put out there, but I know that a lot of you guys are very invested in the free Britney movement as am I. So she's a great, a great resource. Okay. And the last thing I loved this week, again, I get tagged in this account a lot. It's a TikTok account. I hope I'm saying her name right. I think it's Talia, Talia. I'm just going to spell her username for you. So it's T-A-L-I-A-L-I-C-H-T-S-T-E-I-N. I'm so sorry if you need to rewind that and listen to it again. That was a, a lot of letters. But she has a full TikTok account just dedicated to hating things. And you know that that is my kind of gal. Okay. Every single video is just, hey, here's a, here's a few things that I hated today. And I just, I love her for that. I really do hating things is fun. It's fun. Okay. And I will fight anyone who says differently. Uh, speaking of hating things, let's get into my hates for this week. These ones are a little spicy. I'm actually quite nervous to share these with you guys because I think, I think some people are not going to be very happy with me, but I'm just, I'm just putting my opinion out there. Okay. So the first thing I hated this week, I hate, I don't, I, I mean, I hate getting tagged in giveaways, but I know that like, whatever. Everybody does giveaways. We all get tagged every now and again. But what I hate is when I tell people that I hate getting tagged in giveaways and then they like jokingly tag me in every giveaway they see. So I'm going to start blocking people. I'm going to start blocking people left and right. When I get tagged in the same giveaway by the same person like 10 times, people will do that, that it's like tag 10 friends or whatever. They'll just tag me 10 times. Nope. Nope. Straight to jail and straight to the blocked folder. Okay. All right. The second thing I hated this week, this is something I've wanted to bring up in the past, but I just, I don't know. I just haven't talked about it in depth. And I've had, I've had a ton of conversations with people in my DMs or whatever about this. And so a few months ago, I posted a reel on my Instagram just about how I can't ever shop at boutique stores because they only carry size small, medium, and large. And I need an XL or a double XL. So I can't ever shop at these places. And I got some pushback on this, on this concept from women who are thin and they were mad at me because I was saying that extended sizing should just go up and they need it to go down. So like a small is too big for them. So they think extended sizing should be, you know, an extra small and an extra, extra small. Okay, fine. Here's what I have to say about thin women who fight back on inclusivity and body positivity and plus size women being represented. Okay. Every beauty standard, everything in the media for the last bajillion years has been centered around thin women, okay? 
this particular part of body positivity or body neutrality or inclusivity or whatever you want to call it, this one is not about you. Okay. Of course, however your body looks, it's wonderful and gorgeous and worthy and all of those things. But when we start talking about inclusivity and body positivity and extended sizing, this one's not for you. Okay. This one is about people who have never been able to shop at regular stores because their body is not represented in the clothing or in the media or whatever it may be. This one's about them. This one's about extending it to all of them, not the people who have had it extended to them for the last forever. I don't know. I just, I have some real issues with people who are not being oppressed and just really needing to be oppressed so that, I I don't know, maybe it's like part of their personality, but like thin women are represented in media. Okay. That's just a fact. That's always been a fact. It's on every runway and magazine cover and movie and red carpet that has ever existed. There's always been thin women. This one's just not about oppressing you, okay? It's just not. And that's okay. That's okay that this one facet of body inclusivity isn't about being skinny, okay? Like, I, lo- I love you and your body is, is wonderful, but let's just step back and support on this one, okay? That one was probably my spiciest one. I don't know how people will react to that, but I feel, I mean, I feel like it's, it needs to be said and most people agree with me. And I just think that it, it's, it's getting, we're getting lost. We're getting lost. The message is getting lost because everybody's trying to redefine what it is. No, there should be sizing for every single person. That is, that is a fact. There's just typically already sizing for really thin people. It's the other side of the spectrum that isn't getting included. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is supported by Conair. Do you want big, beautiful, effortless waves just in time for back to school? Of course you do. We all do. The Conair Double Ceramic Waver is designed with not just one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat fast styling, and long-lasting waves. With instant heat up, 30 heat settings, and even turbo heat boost for those difficult to style spots, it's easy to get the waves you crave. The wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results so you can be back to school beautiful. With full flowing waves now so quick and easy to create at home, you will always be selfie ready on campus and off. You can skip the salon, save time. Big, beautiful waves at home. No salon appointment needed. What's not to love? Get your waiver delivered to your door just in time for back to school. Ordering this back to school essential for this beautiful bombshell waves is so easy. To order, just go to conair.com and search waiver. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast. Say yes to the guests. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find yes to the guests on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now. And don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about. So turn it up and say yes to the guests. Yes. All right, let's talk about my last hate for the week. 
last week I filmed my episode for the first time and I put my hates on my Instagram page. As everybody knows, one of my hates was that Jeff Bezos went to space. And I talked about how he has the money to do like literally anything and to help anybody and to solve any major world problem, but that he chooses to spend so much money on going to space. And I had a guy, obviously, I mean, sorry, but it is, I've never had a woman defend Jeff Bezos. That's all I'm saying. So this dude comments on my picture. I think his name was Dirk or Derek. I don't really know. But he commented and he said that we are being hypocritical of criticizing when we criticize Jeff Bezos because we all would go get a new phone rather than donate to charity. So why is it so bad that Jeff Bezos wants to do something leisurely with his money instead of donating it to charity. Okay, I just don't think that getting a new phone and spending $15 million to go to space are like on the same level of necessity. You know, like most people need to like use their money to like get their phones fixed or get, you know, pay their car payments. And I don't think that it's super selfish to choose to do that or even choose to spend it on like a vacation, then donate it to charity because not all of us have an extra $300 billion to spare. Do you see how that's like kind of different? Like me not donating to charity because I need to make my phone payment isn't the same thing. It's just, it's not the same thing as someone who can actually solve world hunger. Like I am pretty confident that that is an actual option for Jeffrey Bezos. So yeah, then he, I restricted him on my account and he messaged me and was like, you keep deleting all my comments because you don't want to talk about, I'm like, no, I, I restricted you because I think you're kind of a dick. And why are you even on my page? If I'm that hard to resist, I will just block you, dude, but don't come on here defending Jeffrey Bezos to me. Okay. I don't know why I call him Jeffrey. Sometimes it's because of the Bo Burnham song. It gets stuck in my head. And then I forget that his name is just Jeff. Anyway, I hate when people, I mean, this isn't even exclusively to dudes, but it does happen quite, quite a bit more with dudes. Like they don't follow me on Instagram, but they find my, my stuff and then they just are so mad about it. And so they comment and I'm like, bro, you, you don't follow me. You don't listen to my stuff. Just, just, you know, come on in. Let's get you cleaned up. Just listen up. Okay. We have a lot to talk about here. Just don't get so mad the first time you see my videos. All right. So there's my love hates for the week. Before we get started in our opening ceremonies, if you will. Dang it, I didn't plan an opening ceremonies. That's what I should have done. Anyways, before we get started on the Olympics, I do, I just wanted to do, just wanted to do a little PSA. So I know that for a lot of you guys who have been listening to the podcast since the beginning or even up until a couple months ago, I have never had ads in the podcast. And I know that now that there are ads, it's it's different. It's Maybe even you're feeling a little, a little miffed. Maybe you're feeling a little miffed at the, at the interruptions in the episodes. But hear me out. It is such a wonderful, wonderful, amazing thing that ads are now in the podcast. This is what I didn't even dare hope for. I never thought that this would become my full-time job. And now we are able to do that. And it's just, it's incredible. And I have you guys to thank for that because you've been so amazing and listening to episodes and reviewing and all of that. And I am so grateful for that. And I just want to do a quick little reminder that I really appreciate you guys, you know, listening to the ads and interacting with them and using the discount codes. It's just, it's so, 
I don't even have the words. Don't have the words for how wonderful it is. And on top of that, that is why podcasts are free because they're ad driven. So that's that's great. I would rather the show be free for you guys and do ads and be able to grow the show in the ways that I always dreamed of. So basically, this is just a thank you for growing and changing with the show and being so supportive and accepting and excited. Like I get so the first time I did an ad, I got so many messages. You guys were so excited that I was finally able to put an ad in the podcast. And it is just it's a huge milestone that I feel very lucky to have reached. So thank you guys for that. I just wanted to put that in there because I know it's I know it's a change for the show. And I know I mean, I'm a consumer. I know I know what it's like to hear an ad and be like, oh, no, I got to you know, listen to it, whatever. I I understand. So I just want you guys to know that I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. Now that all of the business has been taken care of, we are ready to begin our first annual Bad Broad Olympics. Like I said, these topics and categories are either ones that we have talked about on the podcast um, or we've done a bracket of or you guys submitted to me for their official rankings. So to kick us off our very first Bad Broad Olympics, we are going to talk about hot cartoon characters. All right. So I just want to say before I get into all of these rankings for every single category, this is based on my opinion, and that's literally it. There is no other factor. These are what I want to rank them as. There's no system except for my brain. So if you have a dispute, it's probably valid. And in your own Olympics, you can pick your own gold gold medalist, but I'm going to pick mine. So our first category, hot cartoon characters. Bronze medal goes to Spirit the Horse. I'm sorry I talk about Spirit the Horse so much. I don't mean to. It's not my fault that it comes up organically every single time. I just really like him. All right. Silver medal for hottest cartoon character, Human Shrek. Not talked about nearly enough. Criminally, criminally underrated. Human Shrek. Look him up if you haven't. And our gold medalist in hot cartoon characters, I want you guys to all say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Daddy Shang. Of course Shang wins the gold. Nobody else is qualified. He's whipping out the biles on his floor routine. Okay. There's just, there's no possible way for anybody to beat Daddy Shang in the hot cartoon characters department. All right. And also for some of these categories, I have decided to do a dishonorable mention, which means these are the worst. These this one would be at the very bottom of my list. If I was doing a worst of Olympics, they would win a gold medal. So my dishonorable mention for hot cartoon characters, Gaston. We don't need a hot villain. No, 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 no. Gaston is the worst. He has the worst personality. If toxic masculinity became a a real person, and by real person, I mean cartoon, it would be Gaston. We hate him. All right. Our next category in the Bad Broad Olympics, 
the best movie besties. I shouldn't have said movie because these are uh, TV shows. The best besties. This is our most recent bracket that we did. The winner of that bracket was David and Stevie from Schitt's Creek. As you guys all know, I don't watch Schitt's Creek, so they aren't on mine. All right, let's talk about our bronze medalists. Bronze medal goes to Lizzie and Miranda from the Lizzie McGuire movie. By the Lizzie McGuire movie, I mean Lizzie McGuire, the TV show. We don't deserve them. They they are the reason I am who I am, honestly. Lizzie and Miranda are like right up there with most influential people in my life. Okay, they taught us how to be friends. Remember the episode where Miranda wants to lose weight and so she doesn't eat and then she passes out at Lizzie's when they're practicing their dance? I mean, you got to be a good friend to help somebody with that. So Lizzie and Miranda, congratulations on your bronze medal. Silver medal for best besties goes to Anne Perkins and Leslie Nope. I love them. And one of my favorite lines of Leslie and Anne is when somebody asks them if they are together and Leslie goes, no, we are tragically both heterosexual. And you know what? I just, I felt that. I really felt that because you know, when you find somebody that you, you're like, we could life partner, we could really make this work. And then you're like, but I'm into men. Dang it. That's always a bummer. (laughs) It's always a bummer to come to that realization. All right. And our gold medalists for best besties. I'm sure if you've been following me on Instagram, you know who's going to win this category for me. My favorite TV best friends are Maya and Anna from Pen15. I think Pen15 is genius. It's one of the best written comedies I've ever seen. And I think they are the epitome of being best friends in your early to late teens. I think that they are amazing. All right. And our dishonorable mention for our best besties, meaning these two are at the very bottom of my list and I hate them. Lily Moskovitz and Mia Thermopolis. I don't think so. We're not here for judgy best friends. Okay. We are not here for somebody who criticizes your haircut and your bag and everything you decide to do. And basically all she does all day, every day is tell Mia what a giant loser she is. And let's not forget to mention the crowning jewel of how horrible Lily Moskovitz is. Remember when Mia is pushing her scooter up the hill and she starts talking about her dad and Lily goes, hey, I thought you'd gotten over that. It's been what, two months? Two months. That is how long Lily thought that it should take Mia to get over the death of her dad. Okay? No. We do not stand. We are not here for Lily and Mia. Dishonorable mention, bottom of the list. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Beta Brand. Do you ever wish you could just go to work in your comfy pants? Because I know that I think about that pretty much all day, every day. Well, now we can with Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. They are stylish and polished, but with the comfort of your favorite loungewear. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants. They are so amazingly soft and stretchy and absolutely effortless. There are a ton of different styles to choose from. You can do straight legs, skinny, cropped, and they even come in fun prints 
and denim styles. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are perfect for whatever you need to get done that day. They are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric, so they look good all day and they travel well. Plus, they're machine washable and they don't need to be ironed. I'm sorry. Are these the most perfect pants ever created? They are, because guess what else? They have pockets. We're talking comfort and function. So right now, my listeners can get 30% off of their Beta Brand orders when they go to betabrand.com slash bad. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash bad for 30% off of your order for a limited time. Remember, when you use that URL, you're supporting the show. So find out why women are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants and go to betabrand.com slash bad for 30% off. Moving right along to our next category. This category is the very first bracket I ever did. I did this bracket last March, let's see, March 2020, right when lockdown hit. And I think I probably had like, I don't even know, like 900 followers at the time. And I loved this bracket so much. It was the funnest thing I'd ever done. And I knew that I was going to want to do more. So this is the chick flick category. So my bronze medal goes to the Devil Wears Prada because, you know, it's one of my faves. It's one of my faves for sure. But I don't think it's, it just did not score high enough to get a gold or a silver for me. There's just, there's too many things in the movie that drive me nuts. Nate, the boyfriend. So I just, I couldn't award it anything higher, but I do. I love this movie. I love Meryl Streep and I love Emily Blunt. And, you know, I don't love Anne Hathaway, but I get it. She's, she's good. I got to hand it to her. I got to hand her this bronze medal. Devil Wears Prada. Silver medal in our chick flick category is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I awarded this the silver medal because it won. It actually won Chick Flick Madness the first time I did the bracket and like seven months later when I did another one. It won like by a lot. It's just, I do think it is one of the classics. It is a staple. A young Matthew McConaughey can get it. And I just, I think it's a great, I think it's a great one. I thought it was, I didn't really love that it won both times. I wanted something new to win the second time, but I was here for it. I don't hate it. I've seen this movie. It's a comfort movie of mine. So I've probably seen it like, I don't even know, maybe a hundred, 200, 300 times. I have no clue, but I've seen it a lot and I love it. All right. And my gold medal, the pinnacle of chick flicks. It's not clueless. I know that everybody's yelling at me right now because it should be clueless, but I have only seen half of clueless and I'm just, I'm working on it. Don't, don't come for me. My gold standard for chick flicks is legally blonde. Okay. Here's why. Here's why it is the ultimate chick flick for me. First of all, it's about her career. Okay. It starts off. You don't think it's going to be that way. You think it's going to be about the guy. It's not. It's not even about who she ends up with. That is like a very minor detail. Another reason why I think it's the ultimate chick flick, it has the dynamic of Vivian, who, as we all know, was engaged to Warner and who really hated Elle at the beginning. It shows them overcoming their differences and becoming besties, which is just, we need we need more of that. Less mean girl energy in chick flicks is what I say. Also, Paulette, classic, bend and snap, iconic, 
everything about it. I love Legally Blonde. I love the aesthetic of it. Like her best friend's outfits. Maybe that's what I'll be for Halloween. One of the best friends. The one with spiky hair. The one who calls and tells her that she got bangs. Anyway, that is my gold medal. So let's talk about my dishonorable mention for chick flicks. Okay, these are the worst. These are the worst. They're the worst for different reasons. First up, we have Safe Haven. I picked two dishonorable mentions because there's a lot of bad chick flicks. All right. The first one is Safe Haven because I hate it. Because I hate everything about it. I hate the story. I hate the actors. I Okay. I, I shouldn't say I hate the actors because I'm sure they're lovely people, but I just, I think they're bad. And then the second one, the second dishonorable mention is Something Borrowed. Something Borrowed is the worst movie I've ever seen. It has the worst morals in the entire world. The way it ends, no, it's awful. There's nothing redeeming about something borrowed. Those are my dishonorable mentions. Okay, next up was a very highly requested topic or category. We have not ever discussed this in detail. And I just, I think it's time. I think you guys have been patient enough that it's time we get into our beige food category. For those that are new, if you haven't heard me talk about it yet, I don't know how you missed it, but I love beige foods. That is the only way to describe them. I'm talking anything that is beige, honestly. I mean, any potato products, bread products, pastries, pancakes, everything. I love beige foods. I think that they are the backbone of our society. So let's talk about my official ranking for beige foods. This is big. This is big. Those of you that have been here for a while know that this is a this is a big step for us. All right. So bronze medal goes to a classic, my favorite sweet beige food, and that is cinnamon rolls. The middle of a cinnamon roll, get out of town. I mean, that may be, I mean, the, the scores were close. I, you know, silver and bronze, just, just a, a tenth of a point, if you will, because silver medal goes to french fries. I mean, I hate to be the girl who makes French fries part of my personality, but we are who we are. I love French fries. Nothing can beat McDonald's French fries. However, somebody just told me that they use uh, like beef, beef fat, <laughs> whatever, in their frying process. So they're not even vegetarian, which is annoying. I would still probably eat them, though. You know, I'm an absolute slut for a Chick-fil-A French fry. All right. Um, and the gold medal. I It's hard to beat this iconic staple. I don't know if anything will ever come close to the love I feel in my heart for this gold medal beige food. And that is a classic loaf of homemade white bread. I mean, how do you beat it? How do you beat the smell of homemade bread in your home? How do you beat that when it's fresh out of the oven with some ice cold butter? It's not beatable. I mean, I think that it's coming in as Michael Phelps in this particular category. It's the most decorated Olympian of all time. Homemade white bread. All right. And our dishonorable mention for the beige food category is oatmeal. What a big, fat liar oatmeal is. You think it's going to be delicious, and it's actually just the worst thing that has ever existed in the history of ever. The only way I like my oatmeal is if you add like flour and sugar and eggs and vanilla and you bake them in a disc with chocolate chips in them. That is the only way I will I will eat oatmeal. Don't come at me with your chia seed overnight oats porridge. I don't care. It's gross. And it is the bottom of the list. It's hard to make a bad beige food. It really is. But Quaker Oats, you somehow did it. Congratulations. I know what you're thinking. 
Maddie, did you ever think that you would build a career out of ranking carbs? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. I knew I knew this was my destiny. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Brightbox. I am so excited to tell you guys about this brand that I truly love so much. So, you know, when you want to send someone a little pick me up or a congratulations or maybe a get well soon gift, but you don't quite know what to send or maybe they don't live by you. So you don't know what you can even have delivered to them. Well, let me introduce you to the solution. Brightbox. Brightbox is completely customized happy mail. You just hop on their website, pick out a box. They have a ton of variety and themes, and then you send it on its way. This week, I sent a bright box to my niece who lives out of the state, and I just wanted to tell her how much I love her and miss her and that I'm thinking about her. So I picked the pretty and pink box, and I know she's going to absolutely freak when she gets it in the mail. How do I know that? Because I have received these in the mail and I absolutely freaked upon arrival. Brightbox is not a subscription, so you can just hop on and send one anytime. And it is an easy and affordable way to lift and love those around you. So my listeners have a very special offer. You can use the code BAD, all lowercase letters, to get a free add-on in your box. On top of that, there is an exclusive Bad Broadcast sticker available for you guys for free as an add-on. You just, when you come to the add-on page, make sure you select your free one with my code and then also the Funny for a Girl sticker. So again, that is the code BAD when you go to brightboxes.shop. I'm going to say that one more time. Brightboxes.shop, code BAD. Head on over and send some sunshine today. All right, moving along in our Bad Broad Olympics. This is another bracket that we did last summer. So if you haven't been with us since then, you probably don't remember this one, but we did DCOMs, otherwise known as Disney Channel Original Movies. Am I showing my age here? Yes. And you know what? Knowing about DCOMs used to be a sign of youth. It's not that way anymore. It is not that way. I met somebody the other day. And I, they were talking, anyways, we were talking and I asked where they went to high school and they said they went to my same high school. And I was like, oh, cool. Like we must've been there at the same time. And she was like, oh yeah, maybe I'm 22. And I was like, oh, we weren't there at the same time by many, many, many years. Anyway, back to DCOMs <laughs> and, uh, and away from my existential aging crisis. Bronze medal for Disney Channel original movies goes to Smart House. I mean, we all thought that that was a possibility, right? To like live in a house like that. Like I definitely, I definitely thought that that was somehow going to be in, in my future. Also the music video scene, slam dunk the funk, 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh, the silver medal goes to our girl, our supernova girl, if you will. That's right. Silver medal goes to Xenon, not the Zequel. I was going to say that because it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Xenon the Zequel. But just the first one, Xenon. Again, something that I thought was in my future, living at a space station and attaching myself to a rope and floating in space. Turns out the only person doing that is Jeff Bezos. (laughs) 
I'm sorry I keep bringing him up. I can't believe how often I've talked about him these last two weeks. Okay, now going into our gold medalist for Disney Channel original movies, my personal favorite, one I would watch now and enjoy every minute of it, unironically, is Brink. The Soul Skaters. <laughs> I love Brink. Eric Von Detten. Oh my gosh. My only problem with Brink is that I have the exact same haircut as Val, the uh, the villain in it. Yeah, I think I kind of look like that guy. But you know what? It's fine. Our dishonorable mention, aka the worst decom, stepsister from Planet Weird. Anybody else just have a, a really unsettling few months after they saw that? I just hate it. Bottom of the bottom of the list. Okay. Next bracket and my official rankings is hot movie dads. I love this was one of my favorite brackets we've ever done. I have never received more intense DMs in my life than I did when we were doing the hot movie dad bracket. So let's get in to my big three. Bronze medal goes to the dad in one of my favorite movies of all time and also one of my favorite actors. Cooper from Interstellar. He was in my top three when I did my own bracket. I think he might have been in my final two, actually. I love him. I mean, it's hard to beat saving the entire planet for your daughter when it comes to like doing things for your kids. You know, that's that's kind of hard to top. So we're we're giving him bronze. Next up, our silver medalist. How can we forget Mr. Napkinhead, Graham from the holiday? He really is the, the sweetest the sweetest little dad. Except I'm just curious, like who's taking care of his kids? Because he seems to be very social and like do a lot outside of the home and also making a lot of money. You would never find that in a female (laughs) storyline. Not to bring out my feminist in this, but have you ever seen a single mom who has a house like that and has a lot of free time to be, be social? No, but men do it all the time. I'm going to write a dissertation about that. All right. And our gold medalist. I don't know how anybody would not know that this is who I believe deserves the gold medal in Hot Movie Dads. Again, I'm not proud of my hobbies, guys. Ranking Hot Movie Dads wasn't on the agenda when I was dreaming up this career, but here we are. Gold medal goes to Dill Pendergast from EZA, otherwise known as Stanley Tucci, otherwise known as Daddy Tooch. He's the coolest dad in all of history. We, every time we watch it, Matt's like, that's the kind of dad I want to be. And I fully, fully am on board with that because he is so cool. So hot. Hit that tight Henley tee with the buttons undone. Pardon me. Love it. All right. My dishonorable mention is maybe an obvious one, but the worst dad is Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) Otherwise known as Darth Vader. Otherwise known as somebody who killed a bunch of kids when he was like 25 years old. All right, there are our movie dads. Okay, next topic. This one was a really highly requested one, and I'm so glad because I do love this topic. The best Y2K trends that are coming back. So trends from, I would say, between like 1998 and 2004. No, later than that. Maybe like 1998 to 2009. I feel like that's more accurate. Let's talk about them. So the bronze medal, the trend that I think is so cute, I I don't think it looks very good on me, but I think it's extremely cute on a lot of people. Mini skirts and like pleated mini skirts, like tennis skirts. I think they're so cute. Next one, or sorry, the silver medal, claw clips and butterfly hair clips. Love that for us. 
absolutely love it. And, you know, let's just jump right to our gold medalist, which is velour tracksuits. I need 100 of those. I need juicy, bedazzled across my butt cheeks immediately. I, I need them. I need them. And our dishonorable mention, probably, again, an obvious one, uh, low-rise jeans. My anatomy is not made for low-rise jeans, okay? It feels illegal to be wearing low-rise jeans when you are built the way I am. I'm not saying this in a good way or a bad way, but I just, I am built like a fridge. So low-rise jeans, not my speed. Not my speed. I need a high-rise. I don't care if they're skinny or if they're loose or whatever. I just need a high-rise, okay? Please. All right, another highly requested topic that we have not talked about actually in quite some time. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this in a while, but best celebrity couples. So my bronze medalist in the celebrity couple category goes to Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. There is something just so sexy and cool about these two. Maybe it's the fact that Sophie is taller than Joe, and I just find that to be a boss move. Uh, I like them. I like them a lot. They're both very hot. Uh, My silver medal is going to Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Oh, I spelled Dwayne. Well, I spelled it correctly, but his name is spelled wrong because it's spelled D-W-Y-A-N-E, which is incorrect, but that's how he spells it. Anyway, uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, I think that they are so cool. I want them to, I don't know if I want them to like adopt me or if I just want to be on their staff or like be their babysitter, maybe I would fold laundry. I do dishes. I would just like organize bobby pins. I don't know, but I would do anything to hang out with these two. The only couple better than them for me is my all-time favorite couple, Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. I know that there's people out there who are haters and don't like either of them, but this bitch, not one of them. I love these two. I love Kristen Bell so much. I think Dax Shepard, man, what is it about him? He just has just burrowed himself into my heart and I just, I can't get him out. I love him so much. Um, Now let's talk about our dishonorable mentions. I have two for this category as well. My least favorite celebrity couples. First up is Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Hate. And uh, this just in, another celebrity couple that I hate, Chriselle from Selling Sunset and her boss, Jason Oppenheim. Yes, one of the twins, you know, the Louis Vuitton version of Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I don't like them together. Why are they together? Chriselle, I like her. She's very cool. She's very hot. She's very successful. She's also nice. She seems relatively normal. I mean, I thought that up until about 20 minutes ago when I saw Jason Oppenheim kissing her neck. Okay? Respect lost. Now, our next and final segments are the Olympics for things that I have talked about in the podcast, such as in-laws, dates, and roommates. And here's the thing that happens to me when I record. So I go through and I read all of these stories. You know, there's usually there's hundreds. There's hundreds every single week that I go and read through. All this to say, there's a lot of stories in my brain and it's hard for me to pick them out like in detail one by one. So instead of naming specific stories for these rankings, I'm going to do the behavior that I remember because a lot of them, like the in-law behavior is in like a lot of the stories. Do you guys, yeah, I think you guys will get what I mean when I start. So, okay, let's start with the worst in-law behavior that we have ever witnessed on the bad broadcast because now they're going least bad 
to absolute worst, like a gold medal in the worst category is not good. Do you get what I'm saying? Whatever. (laughs) Okay. The bronze medal goes to the in-laws who made everybody weigh themselves at the dinner table. Do you guys remember that story? Oh, it gives me diarrhea when I think about it. That one, thinking of weighing myself just in general and then having to weigh myself in front of all of my in-laws. My silver medal for worst in-law behavior. These stories were submitted so many times. It was hard to even keep track. Fathers-in-law who comment on birth or pregnancy. A lot of women had extremely intrusive fathers-in-law who either made comments about their body when they were pregnant or about breastfeeding or about how they should deliver. Or there was that one father-in-law who tried to like look underneath the sheet at the hospital. All of that. Horrible. Horrible. Now that I'm even saying this, this maybe should have been gold, but my personal gold medal for worst in-law behavior was the mother-in-law who showed up at the hotel on the wedding night and wouldn't leave the hotel room. Personal nightmare. <laughs> Personal nightmare. I truly cannot think of anything worse. It, and it's just, it kind of goes hand in hand with that crazy mother-in-law behavior where they're like extremely affectionate and like kind of a little bit in love with their son. I feel like that's what happened that night. And that is gold medal worst ever. All right, now let's talk about worst date behavior, okay? Worst dating stories. My bronze medal for worst date behavior is when you initiate a date with somebody and then not paying. And this is either gender. This is not like male or female, whatever. Whoever initiates the date should pay. That's just a bronze medal annoying thing. Can it be overlooked? Maybe, I guess, but it's still not great. Silver medal for worst date behavior. Any man who talks about blue balls, Okay. Any dude who like you're hooking up with or making out with or whatever and is like, yeah, you know, we got to we got to do this, this and this because, you know, blue balls will send you to the hospital. No, they won't. No, they won't. It's a manipulation tactic and we're not going to buy it anymore, are we, ladies? Okay. Anybody who says that, I get so many date stories that are just they're very borderline uh, legal to say the least. All right. My gold medal. For the worst date behavior I have ever read about in any story, any mention of any murderer or serial killer or kidnapping or anything of that nature at any point for any reason, why are so many people going on dates with people who who talk about murders? Like, why are so many of you getting in cars with men that then follow up with, you know, I could kidnap you right now? Why? Why would you ever say that? Why would you ever even reference it? You should never even have have that on your mind. And you should definitely not tell anybody. I mean, definitely don't tell anyone that you have ever thought that you could actually kidnap a person when they get in your car. Never. If you ever get asked on a date and the dude's date suggestion is like to a cave where it's haunted because Ted Bundy like chopped a head off there? No. I feel like there have been dates where where the dude wins all three. All three of them. He doesn't pay and then he takes you to a cave and then he claims he's got blue balls. All right. Next and our last category is the worst roommate behavior. This is my person. These are my personal ones. I mean, maybe you've had roommates who do way worse things than this. 
But these are the ones that I've read about that are noteworthy, to, to say the least. Okay, the bronze medal goes to roommates who do like not witchcraft, like normal witchcraft. I don't know what that is, but not like innocent witchcraft. But it's the roommates who do like curses and like voodoo dolls and who like tell you guys about it. I feel like so many people had roommates who will just sit in their room and then they come out and they like have a new like spell to tell you about or like they've cursed you or something. So bronze medal, nefarious witchcraft users. Uh, Silver medal. This one was a specific story. Oh, it makes me sick to think about the roommate who kept her dead pet shrimps in a Tupperware container underneath her bed. Do you guys remember that? That is a silver medalist, if I've ever seen one. And the worst, the worst roommate behavior I can ever remember. Oh, man. Specifically the one about hemorrhoid water. If you listen to that episode, you know what I'm talking about. If not, uh, have at it if you'd like to listen to it. But just roommates who clog things, who any anything, kitchen sinks, bathtubs, toilets, roommates who clog things is gold medal worst roommate behavior. Oh, what a ride. What a ride it's been all of these months reading all of these stories. Sometimes I think about how many of these horrible stories are in my brain forever and ever, and they will probably never leave. (laughs) You guys have really provided me with a lot of happiness and a lot of reasons I need to go to therapy, but that's fine. Um, All right. That is all we have time for today. But I hope you guys enjoyed the first annual Bad Broad Olympics. There is something about ranking things that just gets me going. I love it so much. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, Remember to subscribe, rate, review. It is so helpful. Um, Post on social media, tag me, DM me, whatever you want to do. But just thank you guys so much for being here. I'll talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.